1: Good morning. Great to be back with you, folks. It's such an honor to be able to come across your earwaves with me, as always, my friend, my co-host, Stephanie Iowesko. Stephanie, what's happening out there?
2: Hey, Doug, I'm doing good. It's a beautiful morning here, and spring has sprung, so I'm pretty happy about that.
1: Man, I like hearing the birds. I like, you know, I I like doing all those things that... uh, you can't do during the winter, you know, washing your car, waxing your car, planting flowers. Stephanie has a serious garden thing going on around her house. And now are all those it's flowers pretty, and bulbs popping pathetic. up? Oh, Yeah,
2: I have tulips up the back. The back is really rough. Um, we have a swamp. Um, we've gotten so much rain this spring. So we haven't been able to mow because um, it's everything's too wet. And um, I haven't even gotten out back to work. So the back's pretty rough. But the front we're working on right now. And so, yeah. Well, I think but you I put a picture flowers. out
1: on Facebook. Was that the front of your flowers coming up? It was yes. your tulips. Yeah, or but I've got tulips
2: coming up front. Yeah, my back is just, you know, there's only one of me and the one of me is, is stretched really thin right now. So <laughs> the back is not in the greatest shape but we're just chipping away while we
1: can yeah so. that's all you can do that's all you can do we're probably a month and a half or so ahead of you flower wise and grass wise and uh i i just love all the beautiful flowers everybody's planting them now they're just in the, they're popping up debbie's bulbs are popping up everywhere and uh uh debbie really is everything's catching up over the years you know finally things are filling in we don't need much we don't need any more fill-in areas. We need some azaleas, though. I'd like to have some azaleas on the side of the house. And maybe her and I will go out this weekend. I think we uh, said we'd do something with Daniel or something, and we'd do that. So, Stephanie, we've been talking about triggers, and we're talking about them in this whole week, and we're going to move on next week. We, we talked about you get a trauma trauma causes PTSD and some cases you have multiple traumas and multiple traumas give you PTSD that um, was called complex or from multiple sources. No matter what that is or what you suffer from, first of all, we're really sorry if you suffer from PTSD or hurt. We're really thankful for those of you who are just out here to help people, maybe your spouse, loved ones, people you go to church with, people you never even met. Thank you for that. Thank God for what you're doing. I believe you're doing God's work. And uh, then we talk about those traumas once we identify them and and we got to do that, Stephanie, we have to identify where the junk came from in our lives. Yes. And you know, that's something you and I did right in the beginning at counseling is trying to identify where stuff came from in your life. You know, spending a couple hours just looking, Hey, where does this come from? Knowing that number one, obviously you had witnessed, uh, the martyrdom, the murder of your husband. So we know number one, um, that was a trauma for you. But then we, as we dug, we found other stuff. And, you know, so maybe our point by saying all this or us saying this is so that, you know, look at what's causing you, you to have PTSD, find those traumas, write them down, you know, write them down in your heart, know what they are. And, uh, uh, so you stay away from those things and, and you keep on moving on with your life. And then those triggers that bring you back to those traumas is where we've been camping out this week, Stephanie. And I promise as we close yesterday's podcast that I did want to mention sexual trauma. That's a real big deal in those triggers that bring you back. And, and that can be so hard if someone's been raped uh, male or female, and I've seen it on both sides, much more ladies, unfortunately have been through the sexual trauma, much more um, and, and man, just knowing that about 70 something percent of, of ladies and girls that have been hurt in that terrible way, that ungodly way from family members and, uh, which is just terrible. And, um, uh, so we know a whole bunch of you are going through this sexual trauma and a lot of you came through military sexual trauma, sexual trauma from rel- relative growing up as a kid in marriage, this sexual trauma, uh, boy, I, it doesn't seem like, uh, uh, It would be this bad, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, Stephanie. I'm always, it takes my breath away to know what so many of you have been through. And we pray for you. And then those triggers that can bring you back to that moment. It could be the having to see the person who did that to you. I never think that's a good idea. Listen, if you've been abused in any way, turn in the abuser. Uh, Make sure you do the right thing by the law so you don't get abused again or so no one else gets abused again. And I don't care how long ago it was, turn in the abuser. If you got to go with somebody, go with someone from church, do that. Uh, cause it's a trigger to see that. It's a trigger just to know that person may be hurting someone else. And, uh, uh, and, and, you know, so I always recommend that you do that. And, and, and then I think Stephanie is, you know, there's so many things involved with scents, colognes, you know, places that happened, uh, We've met people, haven't we, that, uh, you know, a lot of times this happens to somebody who has a certain characteristic uh, that you might see, you know, a personality, the way they look, the way they say things, the way they act. Uh, those are one of those things in life that you've got to realize that, hey, even though this person may talk like the man or the, the woman that did this to me, uh, those are one of those things you have to pray your way through that, you know, not everybody who acts that way or may speak that way are obviously abusers. So I'll tell you, this is a really big deal. It's not your fault. It's not your fault that you've been raped or hurt or molested in any way abused in that terrible way. This is not your fault. And uh, I would say that just do what you can with the traumas again, you know, reach a point where you've done the turning in, you've done the things you can do. uh, And in your life, uh, you stay away from those triggers that come to you. What would you add to that, Stephanie? You you counsel, I know you and Debbie counsel so many women who are this way. What would you add to that?
2: Well, you're spot on. Um, the idea that um, there are triggers. And one of the things I try to figure out when I'm working with someone is try to understand as soon as possible, as soon as they're comfortable, to you know, to figure out what some of those triggers are so I don't trigger them. Um, because healing involves enough triggers, you know, there's, um, I was in the hospital last week and, you know, they're, they're pushing, they're probing, they're trying to figure out what's going on and Mm. why I was swell swelling and why I was in such bad pain. Well, guess what? Every time they pushed, it hurt really, really bad. They Mm. were triggering me just to try to figure out what was wrong they were triggering so much pain. And so when you're working, the same is true on an emotional, a mental, a spiritual level. When you're trying to figure out what's wrong, it hurts in and of itself enough. And so if we can figure out what's causing pain that we don't have to go through, it's just, it's something, it's a way we can eliminate some stress, some pain, and it helps us be more sensitive to the people we're working with. If we understand this is an area that's very, very hard for them to talk about. Or this is an area that when we talk about this, it's going to really mess them up. And so let's figure out other ways we can approach the healing process without inflicting more pain than we have to. Because let's face it, if you have PTSD, you've obviously been through something that's caused really bad pain. So let's try to make it as painless as possible by identifying and isolating those triggers that can be avoided.
1: And 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 you know, one thing I don't want to do, and and if I, obviously, if I counsel a lady who's been through something like this, obviously Debbie's with me and things like that, but I don't need to know uh, every little detail as a counselor. And so I want to say that to fellow counselors or fellow coaches in this area you know, someone's either been abused, any details they want to share, that's fine. You know, maybe how it happened, things of that nature.
2: But, no, but don't make them feel like they have to tell right. you stuff right. that they're not comfortable telling yeah, you.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and and just stuff that you need to know to help them with the trauma and the triggers. I'd leave it right. at that. Well, I've, I've never had to get yes. beyond anything. I've never had to get, you know, beyond anything of this is how we found ourselves in this situation. Uh, that's right, as far exactly. as I've ever been. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, and understanding that too, we have the spirit of God living in us. And so something, and and I don't have this perfected, obviously, as I have nothing perfected in life, but something the Lord continues to teach me is ask me, ask, and it's like the spirit of God says to me, ask me for guidance, ask me for discernment in what to say and what not to say, because He does do that. He will stop me from asking a question or from saying something that I maybe find out three or four sessions later. So, boy, if I had said that to them, it would have crushed them, not because I was trying to crush them, but because it was such a massive trigger. And so coming back to the spirit of God, who is the great physician, he is the comforter. All I'm supposed to be is a channel of his comfort to this person I'm trying to help. And so coming back to the Lord and saying, guide my tongue, guide my thoughts, guide my spirit so that as I'm seeking to be your conduit, the only things I'm saying and doing are what you are leading to say and do. It makes all the difference in the world. And then later, okay, there are some times you can be as careful as you try to be and things still fall apart. We live in a, in a fallen world and that happens. But if you are, if you're being led by the spirit of God, that will give you a peace. Even when things get rocky, that I'm following the Lord and it'll give you a peace and a confidence to stay on track because guess what? When I have PTSD and I'm helping somebody else with PTSD, I'm just a broken person who loves Jesus who I've seen Jesus help me and I want to help somebody else. It doesn't make me some great, incredible got the world by the tail person. And so being led by the spirit of God is such a key in in helping somebody else, because it's got to be him doing the healing and the comforting and the saying what needs to be said and not saying what shouldn't be said.
1: And there it is. And you know, we certainly want to help people. We never want to walk away from helping somebody uh, and not be part of the healing. We never want to be part of the hurt and, and accusations. is no place for any of that stuff. And, and I will tell you what I tell everybody and I'll end with this and we'll move on. But I don't care what you wore for clothes. I don't care what you were doing. Yeah. If somebody forced their body onto yours, it's not on you. And, uh, yeah. and, and that's where it's at. If, if the word no is all that needs to be said, that's it. And uh yeah. uh nothing else. We're human beings. Uh and and that's just a different level. So I would share this one verse with you as we move forward. I like this verse, heal me, O Lord, in Jeremiah 17, 14, and I shall be healed. Save me and I shall be saved, for thou art Amen. my praise. And and that verse has been such a big help to me and others and uh those yes. who deal with this abuse and, and God'll heal yep. you. Uh yep you know, we just got to go to him every day, every thought, uh, just give it to God. When those things come along, you might be at work. You might be, you know, who knows where you're at. We've met people who've been Mm -hmm. through the most terrible of situations and, and boy, God, God can and will take care of you. And, uh, and so that's what we want you to know. And so we've been going through the book of Proverbs, as you guys know out there, we're on chapter 17, we're on verse 10. And as we go through, and it says, a reproof entereth more into a wise man than a hundred stripes into a fool. So, and again, that idea of reproof, uh, sometimes, you know, some people call it rebuke. Uh, You know, it's it's more effective if you're wise. It's more effective to show somebody what they're doing. It's like correcting somebody uh it, it can really help people and uh you know saying, hey, I think you're doing this wrong, you know, or maybe you should look at doing it this way, or just reproving somebody uh on the way they're doing things. And uh and it, it's so effective for this wise person. It's saying it's so effective than a hundred blows on a fool than than, you know, hitting this guy a hundred times and um a hundred stripes is the idea. there. are hitting them with a whip and leaving marks. It's more effective to rebuke somebody or reprove somebody than it is to whip somebody a uh, hundred times.
2: Yeah. Well, and to understand that um, re- there's a sense in which your heart is the key part of this verse because you're dealing with, wisdom versus foolishness someone whose heart is seeking after wisdom seeking after um what's the word i'm looking for you can have lost people people who don't even know god is savior who who are wise men in the sense of how they try to conduct themselves and they're responsible they have morals um, and obviously being a Christian is the utmost wise thing you can do, but there, but the idea that I see in this verse is if you have someone who is tuned in, if they're sensitive to put this in, in, in Christian perspective, you have someone who's tuned into the spirit of God is seeking to walk with God is seeking to know him you don't have to climb all over them for the, them to get the point, okay, I messed up in this. Or or maybe there's a better way I could go about doing what I'm doing to glorify the Lord more, to mature more, whatever. You just have to talk to them. That's all it takes. You know what I'm saying? Because their yeah. heart is wanting to do what's right. But if you have a fool, you can talk to them. You can have serious forms of punishment, you can do whatever, you know, you have these people that get sent to prison because they, they reached that point. Okay. They committed so many crimes. It it locked them up. They get let out on parole. And what do they do? They go right back to doing what they did that got them into prison in the first place. That's a fool. And it has to do with the heart. That's what I see here is if your heart is in a place where you are seeking to know the Lord, You'll be the person that's approachable to say, hey, maybe this is something we could work on. Maybe this is something that could be made better versus the fool that it's like, dude, it doesn't matter what I say or do to you. You are you are bound, you know, your heart is bound on to, on self-destruction. Nothing yeah. I do can save you at this point.
1: Yeah, and, and, and I like what you're saying. And I think this <laughs> comes down to exactly that. You know, there's a couple ways you can try to correct people. And for years in our prison system, we've tried to whip people and do things, and we're not getting anywhere with them. But to be able to sit down and legitimately, in a good way, talk to people, you know, it's the way you're you're disposing of this, the disposition or the way we we called it in the army or the way that you're handling a problem with an individual. And right here, you got a couple choices. You know, we can be that person that uh, reproves somebody, And just goes exactly what Stephanie said and do it in a decent, in a godly way. And and those of us who are getting reproved, listen to it. Or the opposite way of God is just to to beat somebody up with a whip or something and leave stripes (laughs) on it. That's not working. And then verse 11, Stephanie, I think we'll finish up with this verse today. It says, an evil man seeketh only rebellion Therefore, a cruel messenger shall be sent against him. So an evil Mm -hmm. man is that person that's always, you know, there's a, it's, it's in their instinct, you know, where, where they're, they're always, it seems like, you know, a rebel against everything and doing things bad ways and, and uh, always trying to prove somebody else wrong or, or right, and uh and then going on and and you know as you look at that verse and we know people like that don't we and and then it says therefore a cruel messenger shall be sent against them well because you're always involved in rebellion because you're always hurtful because you're always going down the evil road um, that, you know, rebellion, you know, in a, in a repeated constant thing is going to bring forth retaliation and that retaliation, you know, it's going to be cruel. It's going to be bad. It's, uh, you know, the, the Bible yeah. says a cruel messenger is going to be sent out there. It's, it's going to be met, uh, the same way it's going out. It's going to be met to deal with it. I think that's what I'm seeing here, mm-hmm. Stephanie. If you're, if you're rebellious, it's got to be stopped and, uh, it's going to be stopped in a cruel way
2: yeah, it gets ugly really
1: quick if that's how you're known. Yeah. And, and boy, don't we, uh, you know, don't we have a society today that, you know, the way we deal with things as Christians. And I think that's why we listen to this podcast. I think that's why, you know, we all get together as a community and do these kind of things is, uh, just because of a couple things is first of all, the world's got this wrong. You know, uh, again, you know, we're, we're not, you know, we're not beating people. We're not, uh, you know, we're, we're in an opposite place, but if you get to that place where you're going to continue to be rebellious, if you get to that place where you could continue to hurt us, if you get to that place, well, then you're going to be met with a cruel messenger. And I mean, God is not mocked Mm -hmm. Stephanie. You know, we got to remember that as well. Our God is not mocked. He knows what's going on. What happens, what happens in Vegas doesn't stay in Vegas. Uh, that's right. You know, God knows what's going on. God sees everything that's going on. God lives everything that's going on. Um, You know, we break his heart. And uh, I think, you know, and I'm trying to picture today, you know, what the minimum of rebellious is. I'm sitting here thinking in my mind as Stephanie was talking, I was trying to give you something practical here. Rebellious to me, Stephanie, and correct me if I'm wrong, but in my mind, being rebellious is more than just you know getting rubbed the wrong way once being rebellious is a state of rebellion or being a rebel a uh, kind of against a lot of things i would think it's a it's a state of mind i think
2: yeah yeah well and it's where you've made that conscious decision i am going to do my own thing i'm going to ignore you know the reproofs of life and what god's trying to tell me and i'm you know i'm going to do my own thing that's what i think of when i think of rebellion is just someone who is bent on it's their way. Their way is righteous. Their way is always right, and no one else is gonna ever tell them what to do. Yeah, that's it's pride. That's it's
1: total pride. Period. You know, and uh, and and that comes along with with an arrogance, with this narcissism thing. We're going into. Uh, there are some people that are just rebellious uh, uh, for the sake of, you know, looking cool or. You know, and, and I think rebellion to me is a mark of ungodliness. Rebellion to me yeah. is a mark of maybe people not being saved. Unbe- uh, you know, rebellion to me is a, a mark of unrighteousness. Rebellion to me is, and, and I think in this context too, we got to remember we're in the Bible, this is being rebellious against God and his plans for yeah. us and his way. So this isn't yeah. just being rebellious against your husband, your wife, your son, your daughter whomever in your life, your friendship circle, your community, this is being rebellious against God. Oh, I don't know, folks. I do know this. I know that we, we want to be, uh, be that person that can take reproof, as we started in the verse earlier. And uh, we want to be that person uh, that's not part of a rebellion, that's not rebellious, that's not living a life that's contrary to God's rules. And we start. Mm. We started today, Stephanie, talking about triggers, and we went into that terrible of sin, most terribles of sin, which is uh, among them, is sexual assault. Uh, God is not silent at that. We we talked about, uh, uh, I think Ecclesiastes seventeen fourteen. Uh, we we talked about seeking healing from God and and things of that nature. We. We talked about how important, how significant that is, and and uh, you know sometimes we just go to God and we we seek those things out. I'm sorry, Jeremiah seventeen fourteen. And, uh, and we, we did mention that there's nothing that you did. There was nothing that you could dress in. There was, right. there was no attitude that you could have that could make this your fault. God takes this seriously. In the Old Testament, wherever assault is mentioned, it precipitated a civil war and murders. In the New Testament, it received the death penalty. So listen, we love you folks out there, and we're praying for you. And if you're one of those people that we mentioned today as we go through this, know that our prayers are here for you. Know that you serve a God that can heal you. And uh, know that we're here for you. If there's anything we can do for you, look us up on uh, you know, our Facebook page, Helpful Wounded Spirits. We'll be glad to get back with you. We sure do love you. We hope you have a great day, and may God bless you.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast today.